This is Amanda with Dating Will Be the Death of Me, and today we are joined by a special guest. So, Brie, if you want to let everyone know who you are. Hi, everyone. My name is Brie. I'm a co-host of the Queen Collective podcast. Um, It's a podcast where we talk about anything under the sun. It could be dating relationships, life struggles, mental health, anything honestly that comes to mind between me and my best friend. Um, But she's not here with me today. She'll be here with me in spirit. Outside of podcasting, I am also a sexologist, which is why I am here today. Yes. (laughs) For those that don't know what a sexologist is, um, a sexologist is essentially a person that studies human sexuality, interests, behaviors, and functions. And we pretty much use our knowledge, skills, and resources to help others manage any problems or concerns that they have sexually or in their relationships. Awesome. So I honestly, that was not even a word that I had heard before. Until That's I saw your very common. Everyone always tells me that. Yeah. Right? They're like, what is a sexologist? Like, I didn't even know. That was a thing. Yeah. So how how did you come to know about it? Like what inspired you to become a sexologist? So I also have a background in psychology. Um, so it was pretty much like an undergrad, me taking a typical sex education course and then also learning that that's also a branch or a niche within um, psychology that you could take. So I pretty much did the research on like how can I get a master certification then I got right on track and what really led me to wanting to take that route uh, is because I went on my own personal sexual healing journey where I had to overcome a lot of shame Mm -hmm. and rewrite negative messages that were placed on me as a young queer black woman Mm -hmm. Uh, and those messages followed me into adulthood and really affected my self-esteem and my relationships and honestly my overall health. So once I realized that I didn't deserve that, I had to do something about it. And then now I get to help others do the same. Like once I learned that I can actually do that professionally, I was like, okay, yeah, this is it. (laughs) That's awesome. I feel like, so when you mentioned kind of rewriting and healing from what you've been told growing Mm -hmm. up and stuff. I feel like that is something that recently I become more and more aware of just like the Mm -hmm. implicit kind of uh, like socialization. And, and you mentioned shame. I think shame around the topic of sex is so harmful because like, it wasn't until the past few years where I started talking more openly with my friends about like our own sexual experiences and even just like hearing oh, like you, you've experienced that too. Like it's reassuring to hear or, you know, being able to talk through something that maybe doesn't feel right or doesn't feel like, okay. Mm-hmm. No, a lot of people definitely relate. Like we've all gone through some type of trauma or some type of, you know, shame that we had to heal from or guilt producing like emotions that we had to heal from before. 
And whenever you don't have like those step-by-step guides, like naturally when you go through life, there isn't a step-by-step guide. You just (laughs) go through life. But this is one of those things. And it doesn't help that even though we live now in a very sex-obsessed world, um, it's still also very sex-negative. So Mm -hmm. even discussing sex is still taboo to this day for a lot of people in a lot of communities. So just giving people that opportunity to be like, you know what, like, it's okay to have these feelings. It's okay to feel like, okay, am I normal? Or ask certain questions that you normally would be too afraid to ask. Right. And finding those answers or finding, you know, that community or that relatability. A lot of people can heal through that. Yeah. Yeah. So I what what has been like your biggest shift? Like, have you noticed anything specific in your own thinking that you look at and you're like, wow, like I've come so far because I used to think this way, but now, you know, I've, I've healed in a way that lets me think about things differently. Like I has anything in particular. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I actually grew up in a very religious household. Okay. Um, so anything like sexually related or anything related to like my body or choices I wanted to make with my body was completely like not yeah I was taught oh sex don't do that you're gonna get pregnant get an STD like just stay away Mm -hmm. um and I pretty much you know those curiosities are still there so I had to figure it all out on my own and really just grow up with my experiences hearing my friends experiences doing the trials and errors and uh one of the biggest things that I noticed a difference was with my dating life. Mm -hmm. It really didn't take until college um, where I really started expressing my sexuality and also living my truth as a bisexual woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that, I noticed a huge shift from the mindset that I had before. And I really just gained this sex positive mindset out of it. Like I was like, you know, I'm just gonna live my truth and accept others for their truths and not judge them, um, which is honestly harder than you would think. Sometimes we do cast judgment, yeah, uh, even when we're not really meaning to, because I mean, unfortunately, again, we live in a society that's just so sex negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having to, again, rewrite those messages from before Um, and come up with my own meanings and back it up with my own experiences and really just learning through dating. (laughs) Like that was my biggest thing. I actually enjoyed being single. Like I actually had a fun single experience. That's And a lot of people are like, how? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, how can you do it? And I'm just like, you know, I really just had the mindset of, I'm going to go out here and experience what I can um, and really just try to figure out what I like and dislike because before you're kind of just growing up with these expectations that are given to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So it really was just me putting myself out there and gaining confidence and speaking up on things I didn't like. Um, learning things that I actually did like that surprised me. Yeah. Um, And then again, studying sexology on top of psychology. 
So can you give an example, like if you can think of a time when you did speak up, when you didn't feel like a date was going well or like when something made you feel uncomfortable? Yeah, um, I was on, I've talked about this before, I was on a date where um, I was getting to know this person and they started spewing a lot of homophobic Um, transphobic rhetoric and I was kind of like yeah this isn't for me and I know that that's when that was the difference or I noticed the difference because the old Brie probably would have still sat through that that conversation Mm -hmm. cringing on the inside but still just sitting and letting that person speak Right. Um, but I spoke up and was just like yeah no I don't tolerate any of this I'm a go good for you yeah (laughs) No, and that's, I mean, let's talk about another thing that we're, like, taught to believe that we should have to tolerate conversations like that because we don't want to make it awkward, right? It's awkward to get up and leave, but that person shouldn't feel comfortable saying those things. Mm-hmm. So how did that person react? Were they, like, caught off guard or? They definitely were. Um, it wasn't a simple, like, I got up and left. Yeah. It was, uh, we had to go back and forth for a little bit. And then I got up and left. <laughs> and then I got up and left. But okay. Yeah, they were definitely on the defense right away. And we're just kind of like, oh, well, no, like, it's just, and I'm like, you're not going, I don't see your logic here. Yeah. Well, because that's one of those things where, like, there is no logic to be found. So it, exactly. it is like, um, am I going to sit here and waste my time for someone who's, cl- I mean, I feel like, and this might be, you could maybe tell me if this is the wrong mindset to have, but. When I'm on a date with someone, so I'm almost 30, and I kind of feel like if someone has those harmful beliefs, like, still, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm the person that's going to be able to change their mind or change, like, their kind of thought process. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's ever worth having that conversation and kind of explaining to that person why it's wrong or why maybe having those thoughts are so harmful? Yeah, um, I would say it is beneficial in order to try to have the conversation to just kind of explain, because for a lot of people, they just don't have the knowledge backing up some of these beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you still have to have that level of awareness of if they're not receiving what you're saying and it turns argumentative, right? how to cut it off. Yeah, right, because then they're not open to hearing you. Mm-hmm. But definitely, if you have any chance to educate others, go for it. I like that. Um, so are you currently dating? Are you still single? Are you in a relationship? I am currently in a relationship. Um, and it's funny because me and my current partner, we actually met on Tinder. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We have a success story. <laughs> and- oh, my gosh. I love to hear that. Yeah. Um, I honestly love telling our story because it's just kind of hilarious to me um we met like years ago it was like a summer fling Mm -hmm. we both just had the intentions of having a good time (laughs) and that's essentially what we did yeah Uh, we weren't looking for anything serious with one another um and I really appreciated that and that was one thing that really stood out with my current partners because at that time he just accepted where I was like you know 
I really am not looking for anything serious. I'm just, you know, experiencing different experiences. I'm dating other people. Yeah. Um, but we can discuss like what you would like to do with this. And he was just like, oh yeah, cool. Like I'm on the same page. We respected each other's boundaries. Like it was just perfect. <laughs> but then that's my mind. I'm like, okay, but it's too perfect. Yeah. So yeah. let's just leave it up that and yeah. just enjoy the moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we definitely did. Um, and again, that was a few years ago. So now we've been dating in a relationship seriously for about For, sorry, how long have you been together? Uh, we've been dating for a year now. Oh, wow. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Um, that's amazing. Congrats. Um, and I, I feel like it's so rare when two people say they're on the same page. A lot of the times they're really not. And you try to do it's all the communicating and you try to do, you know, be the honest person and then it ends up getting like messy. So I'm, I'm happy that it worked out for you guys. Yeah, me too, because I've, I've been through that as well. Everyone's saying they're on the same page or trying to do the friends with benefits mm-hmm. thing, and then it all just goes down. Yeah. <laughs> and it usually goes downhill quick. Quick. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's a struggle. I'm So I'm currently single, like, on the apps. Um, but what – is it – was it tough – dating like where you live is it a place where it's easy to meet people just like naturally or is it something where like apps were really necessary to get out there and like meet someone that you could actually have something with yeah when I was on um dating apps it was pretty easy to just use that as a way to get out and meet new people um because where I was you really had to kind of like go out to places with others with the intention of like, okay, I'm going to mingle. I'm going to try to meet someone. Mm-hmm. But it didn't always work out that way. Um, so I did experience like an easier dating experience as far as starting those conversations with people on the dating apps. Okay. Did you feel like, cause my one thing I've noticed, cause I've been on the apps off and on for like, a few years and mm-hmm. I just would always see the same people and it, it got to the point where I'm like I mean Boston's not a small city but it just felt like oh my god I see this guy again like how many times do I have to see him and like say no before you know give me some new new, new people I need more options did you feel like that was ever an issue no definitely um where I live it was definitely more of like a smaller, oh, I felt like it was a smaller community because it was a lot of people mm-hmm. that I saw repeatedly and then also saw them repeatedly like around like in the city. Oh, okay. <laughs> was that ever weird? You're like, I've seen your profile, but I don't know you. <laughs> it, I had that. And then also like people that I matched with or like tried to have a conversation, but it was never successful enough when we left the dating app. Okay. Anything else or going like a date or anything. So that was always a little bit off. Yeah. Oh, this is the first time I exchanged what you doing eight times a day. Right. <laughs> You're like, wait, maybe I should just go up to them in person. Maybe that'll be. <laughs> and then I'm like, nah. It's okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if it was supposed to work out, it would have. Right. 
Um, what, so kind of getting back to the sexology, cause I'm like, I'm so curious. I have so many questions. Um, are there any, like, cause I follow you on, on social media and I'm, I think you do such a great job of like educating on there in a way that like gets people to want to, to learn more about it. Um, do you think that there are any like big myths around sex that you would love to debunk or, or like have people just totally throw that idea out the window because it's just so wrong? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm so curious. Yes. Let's, let's hear um, it. So definitely the use of sex toys. Like I always hear, um, well, they're, they're trying to replace someone or, you know, why would you want to do that when you have the real thing? And I'm just like, y'all, um, <laughs> sex toys are not replacements. They're not competition. They're companions. Like, it is okay to use pleasure products. It's a very fun way to explore either yourself sexually, because you can do it solo or mm -hmm. with partners. Um, and then also, you know, with sex toys, another common myth is that women become desensitized. That is not true. Oh, I've never um, heard even that. With using, yeah, yeah. Even with using a powerful vibrator, uh, that won't desensitize your clitoris or your vagina. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's so funny. So people thought that, or people think mm -hmm. that, and then are less yeah. likely to use them because they don't want that to happen. Yep. Oh my God. Um, another myth I would say too, um, I've come across a lot is that women that have sex like often or have a lot of sex, um, it changes the size, shape, or color of their vagina. And yeah. I'm like, that is not true. <laughs> that is definitely not true. Yeah. Um, you won't get a darker or loose vagina mm -hmm. from repeated sex. Um, you keep the same labia and vagina that you were born with. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, definitely I mean, one that I've heard. It sounds, yep. it sounds simple, mm -hmm. but a lot of people really do believe that. Um, and that can be kind of harmful. Um, cause for one that causes a lot of women to feel ashamed yeah. for their natural body parts, yeah, their I was... natural, the, the shape and the size and the look and appearance of their genitals. I was going to say, it's interesting that both of those myths are like geared towards women, not mm -hmm. being able to explore their sexual desires or, you know, their pleasure. I feel like a lot of times it's these myths come up because it's a way to kind of stop women from experiencing pleasure, experiencing new things. The, the gist of it like it really um sadly yeah it really is about women not experiencing pleasure in sex um another common myth is that men have higher sex drives than women mm -hmm. we're all humans we all experience uh, <laughs> yeah sexual we all go through sexual acts it's a natural bodily function um and it only gets specific and differs from person to person, whether you're a man or a woman, doesn't necessarily matter. Um, and then also, you know, I feel like that stems too from 
a performative-based view mm -hmm. on sex instead of a pleasure-based view. And I talk about this a lot as well um, because for a lot of people who have the goal of achieving an orgasm every single time they have sex, that can kind of prevent them from having a pleasurable experience um, just because, you know, focusing too much on that can block sexual energy. Okay. which can often lead to performance anxiety, uh, you know. Like the pressure is keeping you from actually enjoying it. Yeah, you're in your head a little bit too much. And instead of being present, that itself doesn't allow you to prioritize the pleasure. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily have those pleasurable experiences that everyone actually deserves through sex yeah that's so interesting because I, I feel like there is the expectation especially a lot of times with men that they should be orgasm orgasming every time that they have sex mm -hmm. and then also you know focusing on pleasing your partner I'm not, and i'm not saying you shouldn't focus on that mm -hmm. <laughs> everyone definitely should if you're having partnered sex but Placing too much focus can hinder you. Yeah. Because again, like that's that pressure you're placing on yourself. Um, and then you're not focusing on the sensations that you're feeling. You're not paying attention to how they're reacting to the sensations that you're getting. Um, so again, like, yeah, that takes away from the overall experience. So that kind of goes into one. Of, I was talking to one of my friends about you coming on and, and she wanted me to ask, how you would um, or what you would suggest for someone who hasn't had sex in a while because I feel like the pressure is times a million in that case and what would you suggest either like conversations beforehand with who you're having sex with or kind of like how to build up your own confidence or kind of get rid of that pressure do you have any advice for for that yeah so um, if you're just wanting to overcome like any self-esteem issues or any pressure that you're feeling towards sex, um, definitely preparing for that conversation. Um, you know, know the why behind having the conversation mm -hmm. and get specific. You know, if you're wanting to explore something, research the details. If you're wanting to have a tough conversation with the partner to let them know, hey, I didn't really, you know, like this when this happens. Can we try this? You know, mm -hmm. begin the convo with positivity. Let them know that the goal is to understand each other better or get closer or grow or you're wanting to try something new to experience together. Um, just, you know, allow yourself grace to, one, ask the questions, um, but then also being open-minded to having that conversation with others as well. And do you think that gets easier the more you do it? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I'll, well, she'll, she'll listen to this. So I'm, I'm sure she'll appreciate that advice. Um, and that kind of goes along with like, just even the anxiety of having sex for the first time, mm -hmm. like being very mm -hmm. open and be, being able to have the conversations to make sure that you have like a pleasurable experience. So maybe the pressure isn't as, as high. Yeah, and then, you know, just learning as much as you can. And that's why 
I try to utilize my platform that way to where I am debunking these myths or I am having the conversations and answering questions that people, you know, may have. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you don't know how to ask the question uh, if you never really knew what you were looking for. Right. So just giving people, you know, the words that they can use in order to create those conversations, in order to communicate those things or, you know, put the terms to what they're feeling. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Knowing what you even want to ask or to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like going along with the hard conversations, um, can you tell everyone a little bit about, um, or if you're comfortable, if not, I can always cut this out, um, that you were part of a free testing event that happened recently? Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk um, about that? Yes. So um, this recently, um, you know, it's Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Where I live in Tulsa, we had the very first Black Queer Proud event. Um, so they had a block party um, to where they offered free STI testing. Um, I was giving out, you know, condoms and lube and asking questions and answering questions for people. We had some interactive games to kind of get like, you know, the, the, the creativity flowing. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people did enjoy that, you know, taking that initial awkwardness and fear out of discussing sex and sexuality. Um, and then also, you know, letting them know, okay, here's some resources that you can use. There's some free testing that you guys can utilize. It was offered by this nonprofit that we have here called Hope Testing. Um, so they also are like mobile too. They all, oh, cool. it, it's amazing. I just want to shout them out. They're amazing. Um, they offer this resource to not only adults, but also minors um, that are 13 and up. And they'll travel to you just because, you know, a lot of people with the stigma associated with STIs and STDs, a lot of people are afraid to get the testing done. So they do an amazing job of, you know, answering the questions, making people feel comfortable enough to utilize that service, which is very important. That's amazing. So I was so happy to be able to be a part of that. Yeah, I saw that. And it kind of almost looked like a a food truck. But yeah, (laughs) but it's like for STI testing. That's that's really cool. And I feel like that's something that should be available like everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How was, was it a pretty good turn? No, yeah, it was amazing um, because the block party was right downtown. There were other events happening. So it wasn't even just people that were there for the Pride event. Um, it was other people just walking the streets um, that were just interested in what was going on. So they walked up and they're like, oh, this, this is where you guys are going? Cool. <laughs> like, I would like to learn a little bit more about that. That's awesome. Um, so it was it was a really fun experience to be able to, you know, offer those resources and explain to people. Everyone was like, what's sexologist? Or <laughs> what are like, how can we do this? And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was. I would love to do something like that again. Yeah. No, and hopefully it is something that you're able to to take part in. Um, it's giving me very much like, do you ever watch Insecure? <laughs> Yes. It's giving me like <laughs> Issa vibes when she throws a block party, but it sounds more successful than than how hers turned out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her, her block party was great. Yes. It just didn't end well. Right. But, you yeah. 
<laughs> Dury is fine. Yeah. <laughs> the base was there. It was a good. Yeah. A good <laughs> uh, um, so I, I have like two kind of closing questions that I usually ask people. The f- mm-hmm. first one, I guess, maybe if you think back to when you were dating or if there's still like a piece of advice that you'd want to share share with people, but what is one piece of, of dating advice that you live by or that you wish you lived by? Um, I would say focus on the present um, and getting to know this person that you're dating um, because when you have high expectations like, okay, I'm dating for marriage, so this person can be my husband, this person can be my wife, mm-hmm. or you're making comparisons to your past relationships, um, you tend to miss those red flags, um, you place assumptions, um, and ultimately miss out on an authentic experience. So I always love to give this advice be present, you know, focus on this person that's right in front of you, um, really get to know them, get to know their likes and dislikes, figure out your likes and dislikes. Because one thing that I learned from my personal dating experience is that I learned the most about myself from getting to know other people. Like that sounds crazy, but it naturally happens that way. Because again, these experiences are coming up and you're taking away from these people and situations, um, you know, good and bad. But with those experiences, you get the answers to what do you like? What do you dislike? You have the confidence in order to communicate your needs after that moving forward. Um, So I would definitely say, you know, be present. I love that because I definitely am guilty of thinking like, oh, wow, that date, that first date went so well. So obviously we're going to like, work out and, and get married and have kids and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, girl, I've definitely been there. I'm like, oh, yeah, um, we're having our wedding. We're having a fall wedding. Um, these are going to be our colors. Yep. I already know. Um, if they if they tell me they have family, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, me and your sister are going to be best friends. <laughs> You're like, the cousins are going to love me. Like, and then, like, you know, if they end up ghosting me, like, oh, two weeks later, I'm like, well, so sad for the wedding. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so tough. Cause I want to be hopeful, but I also need to be like realistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I'll try to be present. Cause I even like I went on a really great date last night and I'm already excited to see them again. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, okay. Definitely be excited. Like yeah. I don't want to say, you know, don't set any, you know, expectations. But again, like you said, be realistic. Mm-hmm. Be realistic and focus on the moment. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. Hopefully it goes better. I've had some just like really shitty dates slash like experiences lately. So I'm, I'm hoping things change for the better. Okay, I'm, I'm sending some some hopeful <laughs> energy to you now too. Thank you. I appreciate so that. Everything, <laughs> the stars align and everything works out. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then my last question, I love to hear just what is something that you're really excited about right now? Um, right now I'm currently working on creating a workshop, um, for replacing shame with pleasure for others on a sexual healing journey. Um, so that's been, it's, it's very early. Mm -hmm. That's really the only information that I can give, but I'm really excited, um, 
to do this just because I utilize like my social media and I do like local panels and stuff um, in order to educate others and offer resources to them. But this just feels a little bit more intimate. Um, so I'm really looking forward to taking this. That's amazing. That sounds really cool. Thank you. So do you want to tell people, because, I mean, hopefully we'll hear soon about more details with that. Do you want to tell people where to follow you and find you so they can stay updated and, and follow you to, to find out more? Of course. So you can find my sexology page. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram at sexology with Bree. Um, so that's S-E-X-O-L-O-G-Y-W-I-T-H-E-R-E. Um, I also have a TikTok um, that's also Sexology with Brave. And then, um, yeah, if you follow those pages, I'm pretty active. I'm on there weekly making posts and doing like some interactive polls and games on my stories. Um, anything that does come up with the workshop or any other events that I will be having, I'll definitely be posting that there. Um, and then also, if you're wanting to check out the podcast that I co-host with my best friend, um, you can also follow our Instagram at The Queen Collective. It's T-H-E-E, queen dot collective. Awesome. And definitely do check out the podcast because it is hilarious. And I'm so I only got halfway through the episode because I fell asleep. I'm like exhausted. I didn't fall asleep because of the episode. I'm just like trying to fight no, through Monday <laughs> um but I can't wait to listen to the rest of it because you guys are like I said just like hilarious and so relatable and the whole time you guys were talking about beating someone's ass I could only think of um Wow on Jersey Shore when she's like <laughs> you can stay and get your ass beat or you can stay and get your ass beat and I'm like <laughs> it's so funny you say that because that's literally JJ Really? <laughs> that's literally my best friend. Like we're we're only like five foot one. Yeah. Like, we're short and tiny as hell. But mm-hmm. <laughs> again, that's this J Wow and Snooky. Yeah. Oh my that's our dynamic. That's perfect. <laughs> oh my god. I love that. Uh well thank you so much, Brie, for coming on. If you're ever in Boston, definitely let me know. We can connect and and if I'm ever in Tulsa, I'll let you guys know. Yeah. Definitely. This was so great. I enjoyed being on here. And again, thank you for having me here. And hopefully we can talk soon. Yeah, for sure. And I wish you luck on your dating endeavors. (laughs) Thank you. And good luck. I mean, I'm so happy for you that you found someone that you're happy with. And I hope you guys just continue to grow. Oh, thank you. Have a good night. You too. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Well, thank you so much to Brie for coming on. That was a conversation I was so excited to have and it did not disappoint. I feel like I learned so much from her. And if you don't follow the Queen Collective or Brie on Instagram, definitely check her out and check out the Queen Collective. I will link both of those um, Instagrams on the show notes. I will tag them in my post on Instagram. If you don't follow me, definitely follow me on Instagram at dating will be the death of me and on Twitter at dating death of me for all the information about what's coming up for polls, for just like updates and stuff like that.
you guys are amazing. I'm so happy that I continue to have such cool people come on my podcast and give us such great content because I learn literally so much. And like I said, I didn't, I'd never even heard of the term sexologist. So just to hear more about that and have someone on here who is so sex positive is so cool. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Go follow Brie, go follow Brie and JJ, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you.